0: What's going on everybody? Welcome back to another episode of From Boys to Men, where we find solutions and ways to help people that are dealing with mental health as far as men and you know significant others that had questions that they need asked and answered to help them do better stuff with their men and communicate better. And, you know, I'm your host, Terry Mr. King, and you know I'm here with my co-host.
1: Eddie Bunch
0: always. Eddie Bunch is in the building, y'all. He in the building. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, ain't glad this is going to be a regular thing. Y'all, we always going to be in the thing talking to y'all, trying to educate, you know, share our experiences that we went through and our viewpoints on different uh, scenarios. And hopefully that it can elevate and help somebody so they don't have to go through the same obstacles and like that we had to go through.
1: Mm in right. life, man. You always need some kind of little help. Of course, of course, you always
0: need. Man, I'm gonna try to mic a little bit of Eddie because I ain't gonna. Lie. I feel like they need to heat you. They, they need to <laughs> you.
1: Sound
0: good enough. It sound good. Let's go, baby. All right. Man, but uh, today we're gonna focus mainly more on like more relationships and everything. We're not just talking about like significant others. We're gonna go with friendships. I feel like that's the top of that. Like people they talk about, but they don't really go deep about. And then, you know, family, relationships, and other relationships outside of that as well, too. So we're going deep into all that stuff. So, man, you
2: you pick, uh, I'll let you pick where we started at.
1: Man, well, I say we start off with friendships, because I say that's the most ambiguous kind of relationship you can have with people. You know, everybody got their definition of a friend. They got different requirements or different standards for who they consider friends. But, you know, I feel like Anybody you surround yourself with and you feel good, that should be your friend. Facts. All right. So, wait. What are your requirements
0: for, as far as for a friend?
1: Well, I wouldn't even say like you gotta have the same interest as me and anything like that. But if I could, if I could have a good time around you, you know, I consider you a friend. I feel like a lot of the time, you know, just just hanging around people, people consider that that's a friend. But for me personally, my definition is starting to shift. You know, I, I start to look at who I who I am, how I feel when I'm around certain people because when you know somebody got good intentions and that energy is for you, you're gonna feel good about yourself and you ain't gonna have no insecure thoughts, no anxiety, nothing like that. Facts. So you should always keep those kind of people in your circle. Facts, facts. How about you?
0: Uh, my requirements for a friend, man, the biggest thing is loyalty, man. Like that's my like my one and only quality. And uh, thing about it, I look back over time, like I said, over time, my, my definition of friendship changed so much mm-hmm. because it's conversations that we forget to have with everybody that we consider our friends because it's just expected sometimes. So it's like, well, I really, the biggest trait for me is loyalty. Like, the people that are gonna talk to me in front of my face and tell me my bullshit and like tell me all my flaws and not be yes man all the time like those people are the people that I kind of consider my friends because they got their own viewpoint of different difference mm-hmm. We got some similar interests but like I don't want to have the same person like me as a friend because there's already one me.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We have similarities but man if someone's just trying to be exactly like you it's more than a mentorship or like a copycat. It's more like they're trying to steal your identity versus like them being their individual self. Mm-hmm. But uh, my friendships over the years, it, it's looked all types of ways, to be honest. It's kind of crazy, but my biggest thing is loyalty because I'm gonna be loyal to you till the day we decide this ain't gonna be a friendship anymore. Absolutely, so even I, after. Even after, <laughs> I just need you to come with the same thing. But it's kind of hard to find that trait in people these days, to be honest
1: man i hate those yes man friendships because it's like you know ain't nobody perfect and we all got our moments yeah. and if you're my friend you know i'm not going to take nothing personal you tell me yo that ain't it or you know you, you being corny right now you, you being weird or something like that man like exactly. just being honest with each other just shows that vulnerability and it's also holding your people's accountable yeah. we got plenty of weird dudes in this world who they enable by their homeboys, because they'll never tell them about themselves.
0: self exactly and look and I think it's really healthy that you can be vulnerable from front of your friends. Like even when coming down crying and talking about your deepest darkest secrets, like things you're battling with, like your mental health and everything, because look, I, literally the first thing I ask my friends after I get done with the joking stuff when we first started talking on the phone, I ask them how they mental, what their mental state looking like, how they're how they doing mentally, mm-hmm. because we don't understand everything that they're going through because we don't see them 24-7. So. We see them for the time being when they can release their stress and just goof off and be who they really want to be around us. But they can deal with a lot of stuff and a lot of people don't ask these questions cause they don't look at the signs and see that stuff. Like the one thing I'm grateful for that my friends can come and talk to me about anything is like, I'm not gonna judge them. Especially after everything I've been through in life, even before that. I was a person that never would judge you. I'm gonna give you a clean, like, Perfect. Like my uh friends they can come talk to me about anything and literally I'm coming to you from a neutral standpoint because if you're wrong, I'm going let you know that you're wrong. If you're right, I'm I'm just gonna sit there and listen either way, because friendships, it really they just like another outsource for you to vent and release things you got built up. Cause sometimes friendships they like, if you're my friend, your problem's not my problem.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Because I would not know what to do if like one of my friends were dealing with depression and they couldn't come talk to me and just to find out that they've committed suicide and killed themselves and I didn't pay attention to those those signs and stuff. So like that's a big thing with me and my friendships my relationships. I want them to be honest and just communicate and stuff.
1: like you said, you know everybody got their own things they're dealing with. Everybody you walk past in day to day life, somebody got their own story. Facts. Um, so if you consider somebody your friend, the least you could do is provide that ear for them to be able to discuss something that's been bothering them. You know, I I had a friend who uh, who lost her life last year to suicide, and you know, it's sad when you could see it on somebody, and even when they try and they try and bend to you, it just doesn't help. But it's because if you don't have a proper support system, you're never going to feel like you're supported. It. it don't matter if one or two pillars work. If the whole foundation isn't supported, then it's going to crumble. Exactly. So, you know, being able to provide that ear, being able to provide some advice if they ask for it, um, is crucial for a friendship or any type of a bond relationship, honestly. Facts. And, like, I found most of my friendships over the
0: years end up being, like, more of a com- com- competition. Mm-hmm. And it's like I'm not trying to compete with them. I'm like, yeah, we all boys and everything goes too. Like, you got your thing, I got my thing. I find like a lot of them end up be competing, and like you gotta, I had to learn to be cautious about that because they're not a uh, friendship. That's a uh, my competition in that state. Because in their head, I'm competing. They're competing. It's
1: sad because like, that's that's kind of insecurity, man. Like, exactly. If you, you going out and you're hanging out, having a good time, you know, ain't no reason for y'all to be competing. Exactly it's
0: like some of my friends would like I, I have an idea, and I'm not wanting everybody to do my same idea. I understand that, but you go and do the exact a similar thing that I was talking about just a whole different business so it's not like we're on the same team. That's like, bro, what sense does that make If you really end up going to do the exact sort of the same thing I was doing Would't you rather come up together, and be as a unit versus trying to compete? With each other, because like, oh, we're gonna go talk to the same people, and then you're gonna be like, oh, I'm talking to them about my thing, and but they gotta choose between both of us versus us coming together as a group and a team. Like, I hate. I really have learned like to decipher who I really get that label to as friends, because like I said, they're true intentions. You gotta fill that out over time, because what you see at first. You be so close to the situation that you don't see it, and then you lose sight of it, and then you just let little stuff slide over time. Mm-hmm. But you realize it, bro. You never had that whole conversation like, "Hey, yo, this is my boundaries with my friendship. I expect this from my friends. I suspect this. I expect this." And like, I realized I never had that conversation with the people I had called my friends. So like, right nowadays, like when it comes down to me and my friendships, I'm like having this conversation like, "Hey, bro." This is why I'm accepting as a friend, as far as support-wise, like, like loyalty-wise, like all these traits. Like, bro, if you can't be loyal to me as a friend, and and you want to go talk to other people about me, versus and talking to people about stuff that should be closed door between me and you. I can't really have you around my circle because the people you usually hang around actually determines how your future ends up. Mm-hmm. And that negative energy, I can't have that kind of toxic stuff around me most of the time. Now, especially after everything I've been through, yeah. it's it's like... <laughs> if you can't bring it up to me in person, then, like, what is we friends for? Exactly. If something's bothering you, you should be, I'm saying, as a friend, you can come talk to me about it. If something I did or said bother you, open the door to the conversation. Because, mm-hmm. like, that's opportunity for growth. Exactly. Because a couple of my friends, we had a whole conversation about like, politics and everything. Like, we all agree everything on politics. But some of my friends end up getting mad because I told them I voted for Trump in <laughs> 2016. They're like, oh, you really voted for Trump? I was like, bro, it was my decision who I wanted to vote for. So you used to tell me you not gonna be my friend no more because I voted for Trump? Because mm-hmm. they said, Oprah, you got a Black Lives Matter in line, I was like, yeah I do, but at the time of that election, there was a lot of, I looked at this, Trump said this back in the day when he was on Oprah, I'm gonna go and up in the Republican and them say well, tell them what they wanna hear and get elected person. He actually did everything he said he was going to do. I said I rather I respect the man. They want to tell me straight up front what he's going to do versus somebody that's going to hide their hand and throw the rock. Mm-hmm. So and like I had friends with me. We had arguments about that. I was like, yeah, but it opened up a door. So he's like, understand, like, hey, yeah, this is my viewpoint about politics. This is my viewpoint about this. This is my viewpoint about this. Cause like to be honest, I don't trust none of the politics in the way. But I was like, bro, wanna vote did it make that big of a difference
1: yeah man like we're gonna get into the boundaries thing later because that's important in all types of relationships yes. uh, vibes and energy they tell you everything man right. like when i first meet people i'm cordial you know i'm respectful but at the same time i'm also kind of like watching to see not only how you acting but like how i feel around how you act and be cautious and you ain't even gotta be like on the weird shit but like if i know i can't kick it with you then that's just me. I'm not gonna force myself to do it. Like it's just gonna make it even more awkward if I try and force that. So, like you said, with the whole like voting for Trump thing, like at the time I was in high school, you know, I was like a sophomore or something like that. And I thought Trump was a better option too, just because not even who he was, but more of who Hillary Clinton was. And that part. I never trusted I don't trust them. Even like the even Joe Biden and Kamala Harris now, you know, like they've given giving out empty promises and shit. Exactly. That's 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 almost
0: all politicians. And of look, and but I hate it. I hate them for that. Cause look, they so called said everything they were gonna do for the black community. They did everything else for everybody else. But yet, the people that got them elected are yet to see anything done for them. Nope.
1: Of course not. Like, and even with the whole politics thing now, you know, I got the kind of friends where if I post something or I share an opinion and they don't agree, we have healthy dialogue and discussion about it. Exactly. Like, you know, I'm not going to come over here and attack you for your opinion, but rather I'm going, I'm going to be curious about it. Like, so why do you feel this way? You know, everybody got different life experiences. Exactly. And you ain't nothing, but your experiences and the environment you grew up in. So sometimes you can't even fault people. Like, you know, these poor, you know, racist people. Sometimes it's it's less because of they want to be hate, like they want to be hateful, and it's more like they they were never in the environment to learn better than that. Like exactly. they they wasn't set up. So when you open that dialogue by being curious and asking them, you know, why do you feel this way? What what makes you act like this? You know, it causes them to start thinking about it, and when they do that, that's when thinking changes, and that's when they start saying. You know, maybe this isn't right, but I still feel like this. Or they change their mindset completely. You know, again, nobody is perfect, and we all got learning and, and growing and to do throughout our lives. Facts. So, why judge and act like you better than the next person when you could just help them become better instead? You know, judgment is too much, especially in friendships. There ain't no need for that. No place for that. Facts. I agree with that completely.
0: Cause man, I grew up in the country. So, majority of my friends were Caucasian <laughs> when I was growing up in elementary school. And the funny thing about it, I look back on it, like when you're a young child, we don't really pay attention to none of this stuff. Nah. You don't see nothing else, but you just enjoy it, you have a purest mind, and try to enjoy life.
1: Or even if you see it, you don't recognize that that's what you're exactly. seeing. Exactly. does not register in your head until much later. Exactly. And, like, that's why it's hard. Like, I don't judge
0: people by that, by their actions. Because eventually they're going to show you who they really are and, like, talk. Like, if they're not willing to have the conversation, cool, wait till they're comfortable to have a conversation. Because if that friendship really means that much importance to both of y'all, you can sit down and talk about anything. They may not agree with you. It may get heated eventually sometimes. But... That's that's life, man. Some, you're not going to agree with everything that somebody do.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But being able to come to somebody and have a disagreement and still respect each other, I think that's the biggest thing come down to the respect. The respect to say, all right, yeah, this is how he was raised. That's not his fault. But now what he do with it, after what did he get the knowledge, that's responsibility. his responsibility. Like... That's why I'm like, I'm grateful for it. my mom bringing me up in like a more, it was diverse area. Mm-hmm. Well, mainly white area. <laughs> can't say no. <laughs> It was mainly white, but uh, <laughs> like even the music I listen to, man, I listen to country music. Mm-hmm. I listen to rock and roll every now and then, you know, the old school rock and roll. I'm talking about like Queens and the Aerosmith ordeal. I'm not talking about like this, ah! I I can't do that. I can't do that. air man. air But like, even learning how to be diverse in the music that you listen to. Some people would be literally stuck on one genre. And I know that if they open up their mind to so many different things, what it can, you know, bring to
1: fruition for them. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Which is like major in my eyes. See, and I like that music comparison because like, me personally, I don't really know Covers, but that don't mean I'm not going to be open to it exactly like you know somebody throw on some like some jazz or some rock and roll or some blues you know if it, if it slap it slap exactly <laughs> so that's why I turned on that little Spotify that well, little shazam, like, that, shazam that's
0: all <laughs> exactly cause know? look Young Thug I used alright to be honest I'm going to let y'all know my homeboy put me on Young Thug if I don't give him a shout out cause look I would probably never be a Thug of fan <laughs>
1: To be was, honest, did you know what the hell he was saying the first time you listened to him?
0: Because I know no listen to but look, time. I didn't know I was listening to Young Thug until afterwards. Because look, Stoner, I didn't know that was Young Thug. I thought that was somebody else completely different. Like Stoner,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I'm a Stoner, I'm a Stoner, I'm a. Stoner. That's all the thing I understood in that whole song. Mm-hmm. But like when I started listening to Young Thug, uh, yeah, I could not understand what he said at the time. But let me tell you how I finally can understand him. To be honest, I'm going let you know, yeah, I smoked a weed, I was a 420 positive man. So look, I had a guy, I got high, and then I just listened to him, and it came in as clear as day. Mm-hmm. But the funny thing about it, if most people don't know and in like, down South Florida, they play everything fast. Oh,
1: absolutely, fast music. about forward, let's run it. <laughs> <laughs> so look. That's
0: a classic. Classic shit, DJ Chipman, all them boys, down there, they doing this shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. But look. If you actually listen to Young Thug fast, you actually like really understand exactly everything he says. True. So, I was just it fast, but I also was high, so it slowed it down a little bit for me. Mm-hmm. So I was like, it just made it more clear. But Thugger is on a whole deeper level of ordeal shit. Just like Chance, back when he was, a, he was an acid rapper. Most people don't understand. Like, when you say you're an acid rapper, like, bro, the way you want to understand him is- You on something. You on something. So, but like, man. Friends, I feel like friends influence a lot of stuff to on um, each other and we don't know at the time, but uh, our friends shaped us into who we are. Cause I'm not gonna lie, high school I was shy. I was, I didn't know how to talk to girls. I literally picked up everything from my friends, because that's around the time my granddad died, my mm-hmm. first year of high school. So I was like, dang, how I'm gonna figure out how to talk to her, 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 her because the main goal in high school was I'm trying to get some draws. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, look, I, I was playing, um, I was playing, what was I playing? I played football, played basketball, I ran track. Yeah, maybe but
1: triple athlete?
0: Man, what, hey, but to be honest, baseball was my favorite sport. That's, I just stopped playing because something happened early on, mm-hmm. like, during my middle school years. But, uh, man... I'm thinking like, man, bro, these females, you know, they, they choosing. I say like, I ain't that bad looking. You know, I probably start getting muscles on me. But, like, my friends actually played a big role in how I was perceived around. Because everybody thought that everybody was hooking up with somebody. but mm-hmm. well, they thought we was hooking up with the whole city. Mm-hmm. And by me be hanging out with them, guess what? I got a fair obsession that I was a hoe. <laughs> but, to be really... I just I only had sex with one person in high school, uh, the person I lost my virginity to. Mm-hmm. Even when I had a girlfriend in high school, I didn't have sex, with, sexual relation with her.
2: True.
0: But man, oh, cause it, oh, bad for him. Was, since I already brought it up, alright, anything else you want to say about friends before I go to the next part?
1: Nah, 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 nah you got it. But after that, I got to play with
0: all the young thug, you know right, <laughs> Yes, <laughs> sir! Yeah, hey, hey, hey. on God, because thug, of, oh my. That's, that's Musical genius right here. That's the goat. you know the Jeffrey. <laughs> you hey, hear that? Man. I need some tickets. time uh, je- you got a tour? Let me know. Hey, what get you on this podcast? What? shit hey, talk about some mental health and shit you're going through. But look, all right. So I'm gonna go ahead and go to the relationship portion because oh, my relationships helped build me as well too,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and they played a big role in how my confidence was perceived and everything as well. As far as like, how how I look at stuff now. All right, Who was your first, like, first girlfriend?
1: See, I ain't had my real first girlfriend until like this past year. Oh, bet! But Lucky. I was definitely talking to women, like <laughs> it never went to an actual relationship, but like oh, we man. had them little long talking stages, like three, four, five <laughs> months. And then it just fizzled out. You know, them situationships. Situationships.
0: See, I I think it was different because, like, I was a 90 baby. Mm-hmm. So, all right, look. I had my first girlfriend in third grade. True. She was older than me. Sure. We had a 90s. Shit. <And> no. The no, <laughs> only reason why I say this was my real girlfriend, Valentine's Day, we actually bought her, like, real stuff. hmm And delivered it to her and everything. But, yeah, I was, like...
2: Yeah, yeah, I had, right. Well, I had
0: flowers, I think we wanna got her a necklace. Hmm. Yeah. Is that your <laughs> grandmama necklace? Nah, <laughs> we, we spent some money on this necklace. <laughs> hey, and it came out my savings, too, so. Shoot. You know,
1: that's the classic.
0: You want know, to snatch that bitch off the drone, here I was like, shoot, man, to be honest, bro. I was always like a little, little playboy, little, little, little boy. hmm Little, love boy, but, uh. My first girlfriend really after I grew up and everything <sighs> I, I ain't gonna name, should I name drop I don't know Nah, no, no. us not name drop Alright, all right, we ain't gonna name <laughs> we drop We can use different names though Alright, but she had long dreads Damn She was a year older than me I don't know what it was I always hate the girls that was older than me <laughs> She was older than me uh, It was back in high school and to be honest, I don't know if it was because of me, she started dating me, because like I had recently gotten a fight and the fight video went kind of viral. And like my shift in the social classes of high school has shifted. Cause, you know, after you win a fight, they were like, oh snap. Everybody so called like you now, everybody know who you are. Mm-hmm. So my social class has shifted. And then went to her birthday party. I ain't gonna lie, gave up that dance. And she was like, oh, you're doing this stuff like this, you might as well be my boyfriend. Shit, man, I love What Her mama threw bees at me. <laughs> like, throw bees at me. I was like, "Oh, shit. Look, that was like one of the best parties. Actually, that was like one of my first parties. I had to sneak out of the house to go to the party. I snuck out. And literally, my mom was tracking my phone back then. Because uh, she even admitted it. So when my phone was on, she can locate where I'm at. So you know, I start turning the phone off every time I get something, Man, this damn net. But there's a net in here, y'all. So if you see me doing all this extra, it's a net. <laughs> Annoying as fuck, but look, this girl was like, I feel like she was the one that got away. Cause mm-hmm. uh, back then I was still insecure about who I was. She tried to, and you know, empower me and let me know, like, bro, I wasn't. <sighs> that how I put it that I don't need to be insecure because everybody else is just putting their insecurities on me and literally they just try to say oh she's talking to somebody else they're talking to somebody else so I can break up with her so that they can go out with her mm-hmm. so end up I just listening to the guys that they was trying to mm-hmm. tell me oh he was her, blah blah blah
1: this and third. that's why she answered your phone blah 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 Bro, society fuck you up too like it just exactly. set you up to be insecure because hearing shit like that growing up exactly like at first, that don't trigger nothing in you, but then when you see people laughing or you, you feel like somebody being disrespected, that's when the that insecurity set in, mm-hmm. and like, it's unfair to be possessive like that and yeah. have that mentality, but it just sucks because a lot of the young dudes, man, like that's just instilled in them from middle
0: school. And it's, it's fucked up, because yeah, those Oh, if I even go back to middle school, bro, I got bullied like I don't know what. It, it still, built character though. It did, cause like, right, but it also it brought built more insecurities because like in middle school for the first time I get bullied because of the shoes I was wearing
2: mm-hmm. I didn't think of
0: nothing back in the day you know Walmart shoes was shoes bro it was tennis shoes were tennis shoes got to middle school I was like oh bro you wearing bobo's so I started being cautious about everything I was wearing <laughs> I started being cautious about like literally everything I had on because I was like oh if it's not this I'm going get picked on because mm-hmm. they probably say, oh I'm broke or poor or whatever and like stuff you only know, need to think about at that time, cause look, think about it, you're a kid. You ain't got a job. You ain't supposed to be making millions of dollars. You can't determine that shit. And like, who are they to tell you? Oh, because you're not wearing a certain type of shoe, you're lame. To be honest, now think about it, like bro, they were lame ones because they bragging and the boasting, but that's their mom and daddy money they spent on that shit. Absolutely. So Real they wasn't doing nothing.
1: Middle school ain't nothing but kids projecting their insecurities on each other. Yeah. And like, like you said, you could come in with none of that, and you know, it'd be cool with being you. But after a little while, being like, you can't pick that like that, it starts getting to you start chipping Yo. away at your self esteem and everything. And eventually, it make you want to get that pack mentality. You know, like I see these shoes, everybody got these. You know, I'm a, at least I know I ain't gonna get bullied. I ain't gonna get made fun of. People gonna think I'm fly. Exactly. Whether it be that clothes, hairstyles, even like sometimes the shit you eat. Exactly. Because
0: I think. uh my first real name brand shoes was uh, out of the k I'm not even talking k I think it was Reeboks. But we had Nikes. But look, it wasn't like the Nikes that everybody wearing in school. Like these were the Nikes I played, played in and stuff. Mm-hmm. But man, I started getting some Reeboks. And so I said, like, oh, yeah, I can mix up the colors and everything too. It wasn't that expensive. It wasn't that cheap. But look, that's like, I used to make a little extra money because I was cutting my uncle's grass and everything on weekends. So I had my own little money. So I started buying my own little shoes just like so I getting picked on. But the insecurities that they started back in middle school kind of came to light when I went to like high school and started dating, because yeah you know, they over here giggling and it's just sort of played back in my head it's like oh shoot, again like damn, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm maybe feel small again, mm-hmm. so I ended up breaking up with the girl, off of rumors and the fun thing about it I broke up with her like a couple weeks before in front of prom, her senior damn. prom, damn. yeah. I had a, and luckily I found a date, which actually had been like a girl that I was on and off with
2: mm-hmm.
0: ever since that day, Cause look, even, all right, and I ended up dating this girl too, but I felt like I was a buster for dating this girl that ended up, that I took to that dance. Cause bro, between the two of them, I feel like both of them are first loves, Like the girls that bro, basically had a heart, had my heart and everything. One I grew up with and uh, that's the one I had to take to the, the prom with me. And she, was, she wasn't she was trying to dance nothing. I was talking to some other guy in the back. Uh, trying to leave with the dude and everything else. I'm at the beach with making a fool of myself. It's like, bro, get in the car so I can take you home, blah, blah, blah. She over there in the car making out with somebody else. And I'm dating the dude, too. She, and a whole different little beef stuff happened. But you know what? I look back at it. And I was like, bro, I was just immature and it really hurt because I was like, bro, this is the other girl that I have feelings for. And like I really have feelings for them. Uh, no, my uh, the, the lady, don't say lady, and with dreads, mm-hmm. I had a, a real feelings for her, uh, and then turn around and fuck them up. Then start dating this other the girl just so she can, she don't mean leave me at the prom. So basically, it's like instant karma. Yeah. Ordeal. Yeah, I should come back real quick, man. What? Well, but then I ended up dating the other girl uh, like a year later.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: She apologized, blah, blah, I accepted it. Uh, actually, uh, the trauma that I had with her comes not even really from her, it was from her family, bro. Because me and her were engaged.
1: Damn.
0: Yeah. And she actually had got pregnant. Uh, she huh. had a miscarriage, too but the way her mom found out about the miscarriage was literally the, like during the miscarriage and found out that she was pregnant. So she to be at school, we at the hospital, then like they tried to make a wedge between us so we couldn't even see each other. And then over time they sort of pulled us apart. And I'm not like, gonna, well, the dumbest thing I did was the I told her she was acting like a a, a, a bitch. Mm-hmm. And she took it as me calling her a bitch. And that's how really everything ended. But bro, I could not get out of bed for a whole week. Cause I felt like my heart came, got ripped out. And I was like, bro, I ain't, I ain't trying to leave the room. I ain't trying to eat. I think I, I even started peeing in the bottle in my, recorder <laughs> my room. <laughs>
1: Like that.
0: It, it got you're, like, just, you're just not trying to get up. Man. Exactly, and like only those only two girls that actually made me feel like that because actually me and the lady with the dress were actually trying to date again after I went to the military. Just, <laughs> just find out she ended up hooking up with her ex boyfriend while I was kind of talking, but it wasn't official. yet, but it was, but I came home for leave. We was hanging out talking, you know, seemed like we were about to do something, and. Bro, when I, mean, I found out, I had, you know you just feel that vibe and everything that something's not right. Mm-hmm. I I could just tell. And then turn around, find out she was hooking up with the ex-boyfriend. Bro, this is why I'm That should do something to yourself. Whatever. Exactly, bro. If, I was like, bro, that turned me into like this. I don't give a fuck about feelings because every time I of my feelings out there. They just get taken and thrown away. Even though like everybody's human, mm-hmm. everybody make mistakes,
1: but man, that shit hurts and dog. Those kind of relationships, like as much pain as they cause, it also teach you lessons about self love, man. It's like as fucked up as as fucked up as it is, what people can do to you. Yeah. What people do is a reflection of how they feel about themselves. So, like, if you feel like you are a piece of shit, you gonna act like a piece of shit, right. and. You could feel bad about it, you could know that you made a mistake, but that ain't gonna stop you from doing it. Right. So, man, relationships teach you the biggest lessons and the biggest pains. Man, when I was in middle school, man, <laughs> that was definitely my, my biggest player days, personally. Oh, uh,
0: like, come on, let me know, let me know.
1: <laughs> like, man, sixth grade, I was, I just came into the area, you know, I'm brand new, I didn't really know Plus, I was, I was a weird nigga. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they the wrong We all was weird. Yeah, hey, you nigga know, at the big glasses, man. Um, but seventh grade year, man, I, I started dating this one girl who I'm still cool with to this day. Um, and, you know, me and her was off and on until I finished going to middle school. But it was it was cool, you know. We, we never really got off on super bad terms because we always reconnected, but... I fucked her over a couple of times man. Like <laughs> after after our first breakup, man, I went and dated her best friend. Like and I was her I think I was that girl's first boyfriend, like first serious thing. So like it kinda it kinda fucked her up having to choose between her friend and somebody else. Ooh. But at the same time I shouldn't have never put her in that position to start with. You know, I, I just fucked up. So why why you think you you did that? Honestly, at the time, I don't even remember if like that girl had done anything to me that made me feel like I needed to to be an asshole, or to get in that mentality, but at the same time, I also didn't care. Like, the girl was cool, you know, I was, I was just trying to get a move on with my life, and I wasn't thinking about no consequences. Like, I was only thinking of myself and being selfish. So, when me and that girl broke up, and I reconnected with the ex, you know, it was like I I, I did some dirty shit but yeah. we're still here. So <laughs> how 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 bad was it really? That's that's what I was thinking. And you know, I, I ended up doing that shit again with yeah. a different best friend, but like this one this one we didn't really date, like we just talked for a little bit and she had more sense to be like, Nah, you know, this this right. kind of fucked up. Yeah. And even though they still fell out as friends, you know, uh I still realize how fucked up it was. And also, like, the second time, this chick was, like, the ex of my, like, one of my close friends. Damn. And, like... It's like a little, try, a little low group. Like, yeah. Like, like and don't get me wrong, I said something to him, like, I, I asked him, like, yo, is it cool? But, yeah. if that's your friend, you know, and that's, that's your ex, you're not trying to be, like, especially in middle school, you know, you're not trying to show that insecurity. He was just like, yeah, you know, it's cool. But something on the inside told me that it was not that cool.
0: <laughs> yeah, because actually something happened like that with me in high school. Because this was like the first girl I dated that was younger.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: She went to Washington High School. Uh, and I didn't know she dated. Like me and the dude, we knew of each other. It was cool because we had mutual friends.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then I realized she dated her and everything. So I still asked. But I knew it was weird for him. Because like the same thing said, the insecurities. to be honest bro like my insecurities were reflected on that relationship as well too because I used to drive my great-grand my granddad's 91 Chevy Silverado single cab it was rusted down like the way I looked at things back when I was younger especially when I was dating Mm -hmm. bro
1: just a bad mindset
0: looking back bro not even just a bad mindset I I looked at everything in a negative viewpoint, cause like this girl lived like she lived to Washington. I'm from the country. I'm like, bro, you you deserve better than me, like the the houses she lived in. Like, yeah, I lived out in the house in the country. It's paid off. I wasn't thinking that. I was like, bro, I live out here in the country new boonies. I look. I, I felt like I was too broke to be with her, and like looking at it from a viewpoint, bro. Like, yeah, I got this house out here, but I got all this yard. Got ten acres out here in the country. I got my I got a truck. Yeah, she got a new car, but guess what? My truck paid it off. They still making payments. I ain't thinking of love like that. But bro, like me and her bro When I try to tell you when I broke up with her, that was another worst decision I ever made. <laughs> well, like the three girls I dated in high school was potentially the people that I could have been married to <laughs> if I would like, bro, you understand? Like, she's a doctor now, doing her thing in Texas. She a doctor now. Exactly. <laughs> the other one, <laughs> the, the other one, she was running the track at Ole Miss, and she left that to go in the military, mm-hmm. and then she ended up getting married to like this other guy she was dating. But she said she was this one thing that I, I respected. When she came back to get married, she first told her aunt, "She's not gonna have a mom." Fuck up another relationship with somebody she loved. And I hope she was talking about me because I was the only person else I could think about. And then her auntie, the one told me, she's like, Yeah. True. So I was like, Yo. Yeah. But like, this girl, man. she became an AKA. And I love me So, AKAs. Goddamn. Look, she was an AKA. And she's going do something. But look, funny thing about it, back in the day, I was talking about I was going to the USA, and she was talking about she was going to family. So I was like, bro, this not ain't going to work out because I don't know how they going to do with the distance and stuff. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how my life was going to look. Like, I was a guy that had no plans on what my future was looking like, and she had everything planned out. And I'm thinking, like, bro, how the hell do I keep somebody like that that I felt like she was really too good for me? Mm-hmm. I tell it, everybody and all my friends all the time, I'm like, bro, ask her how she's doing because, look, back then I really thought she was too good for me. And didn't know, like, bro, by me even trying to date her and everything, that I was good enough. It's just, like, I didn't see my own value that I was bringing to the relationship. And I was downplaying everything because how I looked at myself. Mm -hmm. Like, especially this was after both those
1: other breakups. So you feel like my, my insecurities was, like... Intensify. Intensify. Especially when you, you've been on that side of the dude who fucking people over and
0: like... Yeah. It, it's I, it with you. Yeah, and not even just that because I was the one that got cheated on. And then I, put the, I did fuck over the other girl, or like Dredd. So I mm-hmm. fucked over Dredd, got cheated on at prom, then turned around next to and started dating this girl. And then I really felt like I was a dick again because I ended just out of nowhere. I ain't had no real reason. I didn't tell my mom, the other girl was just crazy. That's always the excuse that most guys give when they want to break up. Like, bro, you just crazy. But no, nah, there was nothing wrong with her. It was me. I just was, the way I looked at myself and perceived myself at that time was just, I was, I was beneath her, her value. Yeah. Bro, it sucks. Yeah,
1: bro, self, self-worth it really tests you in relationships. Facts. Because little things like that can make you start self-sabotaging, and you start acting in ways where you, you really are less than what they deserve. Yeah. And you know, sometimes it's hard to tell them, especially when I mean, like, you know, some people use that, use certain phrases as excuses rather than genuinely feeling like they're not worthy. Yeah. But, you know, a lack of self-worth and a lack of self-esteem and self-love in general
0: just ruined a lot of relationships, man. Yeah, and it really, it really did ruin a lot of my relationships early on. But, man, yeah, bro. <laughs> and like, I always usually put everybody's needs before mine. Mm-hmm. I'm healthy, but you don't realize it at the time. Exactly. I would be like, bro, yeah, you know, she needs somebody to give her more attention and more this, that, and there, because half the time, I'm in the season, so. Basketball season be the main time I probably was dating somebody, especially her. And I was like, bro, we got these away games coming back. Can't talk to me like I want to. Can't heck out on dates like I want to. I still gotta school work, to manage like basketball schedule. And that's actually we actually want district. So like, man, the the level of focus I had for everything outside of school and basketball was nonchalant. Like I realized like by the time I woke up, I went to practice, I went to school. I had after school practice. And think I got to practice, I'm doing homework, I go to sleep, and I'm doing the same thing. Like, I had no personal life. We went to parties on the weekends every now and then, but like, other than that, really, I didn't have no life to actually feel like I can give somebody that's dating me the time that they need in a relationship. And I think about the things now, i say, like, if I had that thought myself with relationships nowadays, Bro, <laughs> it's like I'm ass backwards because how I was looking at like relationships back in the day to how relationships now, bro. They
1: they well, like this shit. Someone can teach that lesson, bro. Yeah. like, like I said earlier, you know I wasn't having no relationships in high school, but I had a few situationships, right? Oh yeah. So like, I was a huge flirt. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it was it was natural more than it was intentional. Like, Facts. You know.
0: I understand you completely. Trust me. I understand you completely. My like
1: if I'm if I'm walking around, you know, I'm at lunch or something, and I'm talking like five different groups of friends, you know, I'm a flirt. You either gonna be cool with it or we are just gonna keep being friendly, and either way, that's cool with me. Exactly. So you know, sometimes, you know, these these girls would catch feelings, understandably, and me, the, the psychological term is emotionally. Available. Yep. But in my head, I was just like, you know, I know I don't want you. <laughs> and like, I ain't even going to sit here and lie about it. Like, man, there was this one girl, I remember, dog, we used to be like, not not hooking up crazy, but like, something like, and one day I looked at her straight in her face, I said, I'm not going to date you. So like, I'm, I'm not trying to trick you, I'm not trying to lead you on, but like, I'm not going to date you. <laughs> so like, if, if you want to make that decision to stop now so be it you like i will understand know. she continued and that's where like looking back on it now i can realize that it's kind of fucked up because no matter like if people don't have enough self-love or enough like self-awareness sometimes they're just gonna put up with shit just because their feelings and their emotions right. so i should have been the bigger person in situations like that to just walk away and not do that yeah. now yeah. I see that girl in the love of a loving relationship now and like I'm super happy for her. Like love and light, all positivity, very happy for her. Damn. But at the time I used to just be like, man, she annoying as hell. Like I know I couldn't be in a relationship with her. So like why even why even lie to myself? Yeah. But for those situationships, those were the rare times where I'd be like, you know what, I fuck with you enough to be with you. And these usually still start off as friendships, but they would, like, that emotional connection would get stronger to the point where I would feel able I could be vulnerable with them. Fair. And once I, once I could be vulnerable with you, that's like a whole other side exactly. of me. Exactly. So, so, like, Shorty, the first one I was in a situation with, man, like, everything was good and all, and then one day her mom found pictures of us. She hadn't told her mom about us because she was scared that she was going to be, like, racist. Uh, and that's what, I mean, I don't, I don't know if it was because I was black, but she told her, like, yo, you keeping, you keeping things from me? Like, nah, I don't really want you to, I do really want you to do this no more. So that had to end. Um, uh, and I was, I was hurt in a bit. <laughs> I, 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 the ones that you, that
0: you don't end, that they end, that's the ones that sting. What? I'd be like.
1: Because' cause why you had to do that right? <laughs> like, <laughs> why you had to try me like that, but oh, you know at that time, I was like, and you know this is personally, this is a pattern for me, like whenever something whenever I'm usually the one who get like broke off with yeah. i I would take that and I would internalize it as like I'm not good enough, Fact. and I wouldn't like get that extra effort just because. That was the mindset I was in. I was in like that lack mindset. Um, you're like, oh, I could do. I could do this. I could do that. You know, like I was like, man, I could speak to your moms, this and that. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I had to learn that self love. I hadn't at the time. Yeah. Uh, then the next situation shift. Uh, this turned out to be like a, my best friend essentially. Like, yeah. it was cool for a minute. Like, just just platonic. You know, no weird shit i seeing her play hella people. <laughs> she, she's die so it was like, it was dudes and women just coming in and out, like, getting played. And I'm sitting here just laughing. But, um, and then one day she was like, you know, I've, I feel like I have feelings for you. So out of respect for her being my best friend, you know, like, I tried. Um, and, you know, it was, it was some real shit, but I feel like the insecurity in me, like, knowing how she could be, yeah. that just started to eat at me. And I allowed my security to come out. Yeah. Like, she would make, like, little jokes about these dudes flirting with her. And there's this one girl that I knew she hated and I was friends with. And I made something, like, similar. And that's when she was like, nah, you got me fucked up. <laughs> like, I was wildin', but at the time, like, that was just me talking out my ego and my pride. And, like, you know, if I'm gonna go out, I ain't gonna go out like no hoe. You know what I mean? So
0: facts. <laughs> I, I say I always say, I don't, I don't get mad. I get even.
1: Yeah. Facts. <laughs> like like if I, at the time like I felt like if I had to walk away from the situation, you know I was gonna get mine. <laughs> you're not gonna you're not gonna do me like that. Exactly. But like you know we ended up reconnecting and shit, and I would say personally that was my first love, just 'cause like the platonic side as well of it, you know. It's it's just genuine love, like you know I always wish the best for her. We don't speak, you know, sometimes she'll like send me shit from when we were still hanging out, but, you know, i I'll, I never wish nothing but the best for her, even if, you know, shit didn't go well between us. Right. Always did. Uh, you know, she had a, at a point she had come to a decision where she either had, had to move to Connecticut to be back home with her family, or like her mother side, or stay in Florida with her dad you know, her stepmom and everything and like that household was very toxic for her and I knew that so and this is like soon after we reconnected damn so you know, I had to take a step back at the time and I was like you know, this is not this this environment is not the best for you so speaking from somebody who like really cares and loves you I think you should go back to Connecticut like even though I, I know shit ain't gonna work out you know, I had to be the bigger person in that moment. I had to rise above my ego and be like, this is what's best for you. I'm not even gonna front. Uh you know, if you did this, I think it'd be best for your mental health and your growth. Yeah. And it was like she in a loving relationship, like, you know, she got her own thing going on. She was in college up there, but you know, yeah. she she was able to to get her life back on track essentially. And at the time, like for a little bit after, I was a little resentful, but I had to let that go because it's like I can't blame nobody for wanting to do what's best for them, Fair. and the love that I had for her was more than just you know something possessive, like I need to keep you here with me, Fair. so being able to see her happy made me happy, and that overcame any of the negative feelings that I was having because we had to split it off. See, I had a similar situation.
0: But like this girl, like, uh, I can't say we were, we was beginning stages of dating. And I'm not gonna lie, most of my stories end with somebody pregnant. Mm-hmm. So she ended up getting pregnant. But well, her family was military and shit too. Mm-hmm. So they was about to move to Tampa. Found out she's pregnant. Damn. Uh, yeah, she just got done. Uh, she been grieving for like a year or two because her ex-boyfriend committed suicide. Mm-hmm. So and up she got pregnant. She's about to move and she wanted to meet up and she was breaking down because she was like her violent career just taking off. And she asked me what do we I want to do about that. I was like, bro, I really want her, it was a kid, Like, I actually called, I had a feel for this girl. I was like, I want to keep the kid and do everything, but I know how she was feeling. I was like, whatever you want to do, I support you.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So she ended up getting an abortion. After the abortion, I just, it was so much. It
1: hurts, but like you understand, so at that it, point you it, just got to deal with it yourself, and that sucks.
0: Exactly. Uh, she got mad at me because I stopped talking to her in the way that we was talking, mm-hmm. but I had so much pain and like anger towards the abortion and talking to because like when I paid for it and I didn't want the abortion,
2: mm-hmm. like
0: <laughs> I I had gotten to know the girl so much that I was thinking like bro just stay here we can make this work.
1: No. Yeah, when
0: you invest that much in somebody, you're not just trying to let that shit go that either. Exactly. And like, now was a kid involved too. I was like, fuck it. If I had to go back in the military, I was going to go back in the military just so I could make sure everything taken care of. Like, if that needed to be what happened, I was going to do that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But I never got an opportunity to. And it, it stung at me. Because like, now she's in a healthy relationship. She actually's pregnant. not um, to introduce a kid into the world. I can't lie, I get kind of jealous. Cause like, yes, yeah, she's introduced do some kids and work with somebody else, but me knowing the truth, like, that's not our first kid. The first kid was really with me, and.
1: Man, it's just a lot of negative emotions to work through. It, like, exactly. you able to speak up for it, i apologize for it. Yeah. It's like, you know, you, you know that it's her decision, right? Exactly. And, even though you support her in that decision, you want what's best for her, it still hurts having to put your needs aside. And, like, that's, that's really all relationships is about. It's compromise. And sometimes that shit breaks you down. Exactly. And
0: not <laughs> even just, like, I really feel like most relationships, it comes down to with a male and female, it's more of we got to take the women's sides on what they want to do versus... What we want to do.
1: Uh, in general, or in terms of like you know
0: pregnancy. Pregnancy one in generalize two, because it's a real rare when a girl asks you, asks you like, hey, what you want to do? I like, think about this in a relationship, I have a girl actually ask you like, right, how how are you doing today? Like really, what what's going on? Are you okay? Like someone ask you really ask you those questions like that. People don't think it means a lot, but it means so much. Someone asks you questions about find out your interests, your hobbies, go out of the way to do something that you like to do, what you love to do. It's real rare that you find that nowadays and because I feel like most of the time it's the guy trying to get to know the girl. but. In the midst of it, they're supposed to be trying to get to know us too, and it's real rare if they actually do and mm-hmm. get to know us. Cause one, it's hard for us to express ourselves because we don't want to seem weak, mm-hmm. and then turn around. You don't want to overload with everything you've been dealing with over your lifespan, because that can run them away too. Um, you got. You don't want to. It's a. That's a lot of stuff that. You be wanting to tell them, but you really never find the time to tell them. And they never allow you a time and a place where you can be vulnerable with them. Because most of society, as women, and some men, they down men for expressing themselves. But if you look at it, that's why men's suicide rates are higher than any other females. It's like three times but female suicide rate is. They don't have that space to be able to
1: express that
0: pain. And that. Exactly. That's why I go to the gym. <laughs> the best relationship I have so far now is with the gym. Uh, <laughs> it's my girlfriend, it's my side piece, it's everything, because that's my place. I can go and kind of release some of my anger and kind of collect my thoughts. You know, talk to myself while I'm in the gym. Because so, like, really, I'm still struggling with self-love stuff as well, too. Mm-hmm. I may not show it on the outside because, you know, I put on this persona with a smile that everything's okay. But most of the time, I'm like, yeah. yeah. The gym is my my go-to person, other than my, my therapist. Remember, go get therapy. <laughs> <laughs> therapy <laughs> saves lives and helps a lot. But, man, like I look back over these friendships and relationships, man. Oh. I realized a lot of my insecurities were being hidden by the people i chose to be around friendships and relationships
2: mm-hmm.
0: because i felt like they filled in my gaps but to be honest man they helped me grow in a way that i appreciate them for now because i found out more about myself by being in relationships with others mm-hmm. that me friendships and You know, relationships with uh, significant others. And it's just, it's crazy because like, I just now realized while talking, I kept, I kept doing the same things with like my girlfriends over the past, even from the military to when I got out, uh, I always felt like they was too good for me and I wouldn't let them go past this wall. And then started acting funny, and distant between them, and then they you know I try to let them. I be like, let them go. If they come back, they come back. But technically, like they went, they wanted me to fight for it, fight for them, man. Mm-hmm. I was too shy, too cowardly to mm-hmm. do the fighting.
1: See, personally, it's always been the opposite for me. Like, I always struggle with my identity yeah. uh, growing up, just because. You know, I'm the third of my name, right? Yeah. And my pops and his pops, they both did the same thing, kind of like. My pops cheated on my mom and, you know, did all this, that, and the third. You right. know, I got two sisters. All of us got different mothers. Um, my grandpa did the same. You know, he wasn't really there for my father. So growing up, I was always scared of ending up like my father. Yep. And that caused me to always, like, want to over or like, always try to To reconcile and do my best rather than feel like i 'm giving up on the situation, and you know going through therapy, I realized that I did that because I felt like he gave up on me or I felt like he didn 't care enough to to not act in a way that would make my mom have to walk away from him um, and my most recent relationship kind of forced me to to deal with all my insecurities and all my mental health issues and Was started as like you know, a good, good feel good relationship. You know, something that you could write a movie about or some shit like that. Um, That's when my insecurity started to seep in, and it wasn't it wasn't her fault. You know, she wasn't doing anything to to warrant that. But at the same time, you know, it's it's in your brain. Like I would try and express that, but it was hard for me to draw the line between being vulnerable and being insecure. So I would always like, I would bring something up, thinking that, you know, it's just me expressing it. And in reality, it would, for her at least, it felt more like I was attacking her, or I was accusing her of certain things. And when the relationship came to an end, you know, I did the most. Like, I fought, <laughs> like I fought real hard. Uh, and like honestly, I still let my emotions get the best of me. Also like combined with, you know, my past of being doing all this and like knowing all this shit and the things that happened to me, like in those relationships where I was I was uh broken up with, um you know, one of our last arguments like I she she would like tell me like what's what's the reason for why she's walking away and I, would, I said something like, you know, like that's not good enough for me. And in the moment, that was me talking out of like my ego and like, yeah it was more insecure as well because I'm sitting here thinking that like it's some bullshit. Like, you know, like, we in college, right? Yeah. So I'm sitting here insecure, like, nah, she doing this, like she throwing away something good because she wanna go fuck around and she wanna go do this, that, and the third and, you know, the reason she gave for wanting to grow, you know, we both have, we both had to grow, we both ended up in therapy towards the end of the relationship, but, in my mind, because I, I was so emotionally distraught, it was like, either she's bullshit, and she's just trying to, like, make it feel nice, or she's not recognizing her value to me, and I'm the kind of person, like, even though it's not healthy, like, I'll, I'll allow my needs to not be met for a little bit if I feel like you're worthy of that. So, what I said was like, you know, like I'm cool with you having to work on this, that, and the third. Like, I I was always communicating. Uh, I wanted nothing but the best for her. I want her to be her best self, but she felt like she couldn't do that in a relationship at the time. And in the moment, I wish I understood that better so that I didn't like didn't act that way. But, You know, bygones be bygones. Uh, And it also taught me, like, self-love and self-worth because, you know, as hard as it is to walk away from something that you invested so much into and, you know, like, you care about that person that much, uh, you got to love yourself more. Um, So, like, she felt she needed to walk away, whatever her reasons were or whatever her actions after that were going to be, that had nothing to do with me. That's not a reflection of my worth or who I am or what I bring to the table. It's just a matter of what she decides to do in her actions. And going through therapy for like weeks about it, my therapist would always like ask me like, is it because you is it because you feel like these perceptions are true? Or is it more because you feel like she abandoned you because of whatever reasons you feel about yourself. And I had to work through that to the point where I finally gained enough self love for myself, like, like I'm a dope ass <laughs> nigga. Like in my own right, in my own respects. Like I, nice. I know what I I offer both in friendship, romantic relationship, anything. Nice. So like as much as I could love somebody, if they decide that they don't want that, that's not for them, I can't take that personally, I can't internalize that shit. Like I just gotta be able to get up and go and like to this day like I still got bad love for that girl but you know I can't I can't force nobody to do something I can't force nobody to see something that they may not be able to see or that they see and don't want to act on you know and like you said like that self-love journey is hard because even when you feel like you've gotten to that point where you have it and you can recognize it there are those days and those moments where, like, it's it be, slips. It slips and go down. Like, you know, since we both go to the same college, you know, I got to see her around sometimes. And, like, that's... The hardest moment. That's, yeah, that's that's some of the hardest moments because, like, it's not like I don't want it. It's not like I don't I don't care still. But I just got to keep walking. I got to keep going. Like, you know, like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Or, like, I don't see it because that's what you got to do. And I know some of the moments.
0: It's like it seems like when you see them, like everything stops around you mm-hmm. and it freezes. And just I just hear my heartbeat like, and it's just nonstop and just be like it's uncontrollable. Cause you you want to express so many emotions and feelings to them, but you already know that you can't mm-hmm. because yeah. they're. Both of y'all are at a different place in life at the moment. Mm-hmm. So you just gotta let go and just hope for the best. It's kind of the same thing with family and everything too, because family relationships add a lot of trouble onto you, because they have so many expectations for you, like from the jump. And once they inflict the like, expectation of you, every time you don't meet the expectation, you feel like you're letting them down. Mm-hmm. And you put on more stress on yourself than anything.
1: You work even harder to meet those expectations you feel like that's
0: you. Exactly. And then you'd be thinking like you tried to do something that's not what they want you to do. You have a battle with yourself. Because you're battling basically on what makes you happy versus what would make your parents happy, your family happy. And really, I look at it most of the like I said, coming back down to that self love journey. Because. Your mom and your dad, grandparents, already, they're living their life. And the only person that can live their life for them is themselves.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And the only person that can live your life is yourself. And then like, you got to understand it's your life. So you got to make the choices what's your best for you. And it takes a lot of battles in your mind when they come to that, especially because you think about it. You've been conditioned ever since you was younger to think a certain way, do a certain thing, and expect a certain thing from, like, they, because what everybody expects for you to do, if you do something out of the norm, you be thinking how they're going to react. Mm-hmm. Versus think about the main person that is going to affect the most, which is yourself. So I think, like, man, the, the afflictions that parents the weight they put on these kids, the stress alone, is enough to kill a fucking elephant in Africa. I swear to God, because think about right, you already got the the pressures of school, relationships, and then you got the ones at home, the people that supposed to be your support system, your foundation, and they always tell you what you're doing is not good enough. And in your in their eyes, anything, nothing that you would do will be good enough until you actually make it and don't need them whatsoever. Whatever you're doing is not good enough. They all gonna tell you what you should be doing. I understand they've been they live longer and have more earthly experiences. But I
1: think that they have your decisions.
0: Exactly. Because they a lot of them impressed impress their uh fears on us because it didn't work out for them. And they want to see the same thing. They want to see us get hurt, but by crippling us and telling us not to pursue dreams
1: is just as bad as <sighs> damn. I mean, Honestly, it's even worse than failing at those dreams, because at least failure builds character and then prepares exactly. you for the next venture you're gonna go on. Exactly. Never going on it always leaves you with like that doubt of man. If I did this, like, what would that look like? That should last a long time,
0: and, and you could pass that on to your kids unintentionally. Exactly, because I have so many regrets in my life, being decisions that I made because other people, whether it be friendships, relationships, parent, family, because uh, I used to, I, I remember I got a call back when I was lonely. Play all star football, <laughs> and I turned it down. Mm-hmm. And I was just looking at my face. I know she was tired, running around. Cause she worked great. She worked. She worked. Same thing with my my granddad. He worked three jobs. My grandma. She was working. She work. I was like, man, I'm putting more stress on them. And who knows by me doing that one all star to turn to another all star, I looked at like a lot of potential that I had in a lot of different areas. I I didn't reach them, I gotta take responsibility because it was my decision in the in the front, in the in the beginning and at the end. But if I would have made more selfish decisions back then, I look back and see where I could have been and I be thinking like, damn, why not putting myself first? I know it may have took me like 29 years to realize hey, it's okay to put yourself first. If there's something you want to do, do it. Mm-hmm. Fuck what everybody else say. Just do it because either you're going to be on the field or you're going to be watching. So I'd rather be in the game than watching the game because is people that are in the game are the main people that are getting paid. <laughs> I'd rather get paid than being a person that purchasing to like spectate. Mm-hmm. So I'm rather get to the arena and just actually, you know,
1: do it. <laughs> you know, but yeah. it took me a long time to realize that. And like again, y'all gonna get therapy. So, <laughs> a lot of therapy. Like, <laughs> like going through therapy, it helped me realize how important self love is. Like just to just to run it back through everything we talked about, like with friendships. Yeah. When you got enough self love to recognize that something is not for you, you're not draining yourself and you're not putting yourself in situations that's just gonna make you frustrated. Right. And relationships, when you got enough self love for not just yourself but the people around you, the people you care about, you recognize that their actions is nothing personal. And rather than like either running and not and not trying to do too much or doing too much, like in my right. case. No oh. worry, I, I we all been there. Okay, like <laughs> be like
0: that. I, I was literally in the parking lot screaming in front of everybody at the beach, because this girl was driving
1: around in the car with somebody else. Trust me. see nah, I said, <laughs> if, if that should happen to me, I can't lie. I would have got heated, but I would have been. I would have been a little more low key with it. I was cause about to hit the, the girl with the, I was. I was about
0: to. Hit, I was embarrassed. <laughs> like really, I was embarrassed. But I'm chasing them around with my truck, and look. Phew, Right then, I might have just random somebody over that, that was the that was the that was the quietest ride home. Well, in my early years, cause I like quiet now. <laughs>
1: yeah. But we'll what would you call it? Um, but like self love and relationships, you you can have enough love for yourself to recognize that it's not a reflection of you, yeah. and also enough to give to where you don't have to be in that person's life to still love them and care about them and wish them the best, but you know, people's choices is they own, so you just got to keep walking on your path. Right. And with family, you know, you got to have enough self-love to be able to make choices and not worry about how your family is going to feel about it or how that might reflect about you. Because real family, they're going to support you regardless. Like, I done, I done fucked up a couple times, but at the end of the day, I always bounce back, and my family is there for me through it all. So self-love is the most important thing, and that's what's going to carry you through life to the point where... You feel content with everything. You can't be chasing happiness. You can't be doing too much with love. you got to have that all in yourself and be able to bring it out at any time necessary.
0: I agree with everything. My reflection of everything, basically everything you said, you hit it on the head. You hit it on the park and everything. Hey, were you telling
1: therapy sessions
0: working? Well, hey, <laughs> they working. Hey, uh, i got to go see my therapist on Thursday. And on Friday, bro. <laughs> I feel you on that but I, and I think by talking about it it actually helps a lot too but I look back on everything like be smart about who you're smart yourself with is mainly the the main topic in stuff love because not everybody's in your life for a long time and mm-hmm. some people are there just teach you a lesson for like that moment mm-hmm. they're seasonal people then they got permanent people uh, even sometimes family that's our seasonal people there's some people that you come around when you need to learn something that god meant for you to learn at that moment so be aware of who you surround yourself with pay attention because sometimes you may be too close to the situation to see what the problem is and sometimes maybe you having to take yourself out of that scenario fix the problem, and reflect on everything, because when you have a lot of people coming at you with their perspectives and stuff, it can be overwhelming, uh, take a moment to breathe, trust me, find a quiet place, place you have to go and just think, and do yourself a favor and just meditate and find what makes you happy, and like I said, self-love, because uh, Nobody going to love you like yourself because <laughs> like the only person going to have your back every day since the day you was born to the day you died and have your best intentions, it's going to be you. But you got to put your mind out of that way where you're allowing yourself to love yourself fully and understand yourself fully where that... Who doors open that no man can close. It's really a spiritual journey, y'all. <laughs>
1: talk, you, that, self-love can even look like you know, being able to confront those negative sides of you that exactly. exist. Because again, no, you can't blame people for being products of the environment. Yeah, but right. at some point, you gotta become accountable for it. Exactly. And going through therapy has helped me realize that like I can acknowledge those bad parts while also not allowing them to control my life. And have it plays out. Exactly. And also have enough compassion to be like, you know, you may be you may be anxious, you may be depressed, you may be mentally ill, but like you still wake up every day and you, you try to be better, and that's what really matters. Exactly. That's all you can ask for from people. Exactly. Me and my
0: therapist was just talking about that two
1: weeks ago. Yeah, man. Compassion for yourself is also crucial, just enough as self love. Exactly. Because allowance for the doubting and
0: Everything else. The negatives is very important because really you're made out of both, your negative and positive. Just what side is going to win that day? Mm-hmm. But if you acknowledge the negative and you take the power away from the negative, and you can turn that negative experience that traumatize you into power and positivity, because you can, every negative experience taught you something,
1: Exactly.
0: and it taught you a positive. Listen, so you gotta look out for that let's get up out of here man all right y'all but look thank y'all for tuning in for this episode of from voice to man hope we was able to help a lot of people understand a lot of different situations that we went through and how some relationships are important just have these com- open the door to these conversations y'all because they're important and they need to be had so Stay blessed, stay up, um, meditate, get you some therapy, and see y'all in the next episode. Peace. Peace out. Peace out.